and this is just consistently what I tend to do is that I start to feel either like not worthy of like love <gasps> or like I am only lovable if I'm being funny and fun yeah. and type A because I am also the planner of the group so like I plan a lot of stuff and I just like hit a point where I was like wow I'm tired of planning like I'm tired of like organizing every part of my life And welcome to another episode of the Asia. Not what? <laughs> the and was so long. And in this corner, <laughs> it's a Vietnamese American, forty-something-year-old man who knows not who he is. <laughs> and in the other corner, we've got a thirty-one-year-old Japanese American woman who tweeted about emotional breakdown this week. <laughs> Welcome to the Asian Not Asian podcast. Um, yeah, and uh, the, we just came up with a, a new tagline? tagline, and I want you to do it. Yeah, how about this, folks? <laughs> Asian Not Asian, a podcast where two Asian people are your best friends. <gasps> Asian friends. We're your Asian friends. Yo, I love that. I really like that. Yeah, I like that, too. Very different from what we used to be, which... <laughs> was about buttholes. Yes, so. and I refuse to say that word. <laughs> hard left, or maybe not hard left. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, welcome to the podcast. Um, it, uh, it's a beautiful day. It's a little craziness right now. So in chaotic. here, there's literally like five different events happening inside of Canal Street Market, one of which is uh, the Ube Festival, mm -hmm. um, which uh, is cool. I, it's very purple. It's very cool, but who likes Ube this much? I think ube, this ube thing is a kind of a little bit of a shorthand for Filipino stuff. I see. I cannot believe the amount of people here at this time. It's craziness. People love purple. Yes. <laughs> and they love Filipino stuff. I, I'm, 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 I'm into it. I, there's, there's not that much ube. Well, no, there is a kind of a lot of ube foodstuffs. Every, all this purple balloons everywhere. Yeah. But there's also lechon. There's also, you know, little snacks like that. There's like some sort of like ube latte that they're giving out. There's a huge line outside. It's packed. It's nuts in here. But and there was a, a bunch of bikers outside for some reason biking around. Biking or bikers? Like, mo like no, motorcycle bikers? No, on bicycles. Oh, bicycles. What do you call those? Bicyclists. They're not bikers? Oh, bicyclists. That's right. Cyclists. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's craziness, uh, but we're still here. We're still uh, doing the podcast, and we're going to have an awesome show. Before we start, we're going to very quickly uh, give a shout-out to our uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, if you guys don't know what it is, Patreon is the best way to support the podcast. If you um, uh, uh, contribute to the Patreon, you get all sorts of little bonuses. We're having a Patreon hangout uh, tomorrow, mm -hmm. so it'll be too late by the time you listen to this, but... <laughs> We do things like that. We'll have a little Patreon. We have Patreon hangouts. We slide into your DMs. The other day, I slid into this dude's DMs to thank him. And we had like a full-on video back and forth, like just sending each other videos. Like, where are you, man? <laughs> Wait, to thank him for being part of the Patreon? Yeah, to be part of the Patreon. I was like, hey, man, thank you very much. And he's like, oh, cool, man. You know, hey, I'm, uh, I'm in like in Costa Rica with my boys. And I'm like, this is the energy of our Patreon subscribers. It's You're like, so nice. I love making new friends. Oh, wow. <laughs> if I'm you, scared. If you're, a, if you're a, just a basic-ass Asian dude, straight, gay, doesn't matter to me, but if you uh, like working on your tries and buys, 
What's up? Shouts. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so if, uh, go to patreon.com slash Asian, not Asian pod. And we also give uh, you a shout out on the podcast where we then guess your ethnicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a couple today. First one. Zoe, or maybe Zoe, I don't know. Z-O-E. Zoe. Mm-hmm. Probably Zoe. Zoe Brannigan. Zoe Brannigan? Right? Now, this Whoa. is a hard one. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Brannigan. Brannigan, is it Irish? I think so. Yes. Um, and Zoe could be really anything. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay, I'm going to guess half Vietnamese, oh, half shit. Irish. Half Vietnamese. Because I have a friend named Zoe who's Vietnamese. So I'm oh, just going to wow. go that, that direction. Um, ha- I, I do like the half Irish. I'm into the half Irish. Yeah, you didn't like Vietnamese, though. Zo- you have a friend named Zoe who's Vietnamese? Who's Vietnamese, yeah. Fuck. I thought I had a... Every time I think I have a handle on what it's like to be Vietnamese American, a fucking Zoe pops up. <laughs> fucking throws my shit out the window. Damn. Okay. Asians can be anything. They, they really can be Zoes. <laughs> they can be Zoes? <laughs> that, man, when I was growing up, you are either a Michael... <laughs> or, or a Jennifer. Or a Jennifer. <laughs> like, honestly. That, really? That was it. It's a good thing we didn't come here during the whole Ellis Island thing because it would have just been a uh, name. Uh, yes, Michael Nguyen. Oh, yeah. God. Number f- yeah. 5,000. Exactly. Okay. All right. I'm going to go with it, though. I like that. Uh, okay. You are a uh, half Irish, half Vietnamese. Anything you want to be Asian. Mm-hmm. Shouts. Um, and then the other one, Alex Lay. Lay? L-E? L-E. Oh, man. I already used Vietnamese. Because I was going to say Viet- <laughs> <laughs> This person is definitely Vietnamese. And I know yeah. this is one of my bros uh, that I uh, <laughs> have, like, a parasocial relationship with. He's a jiu-jitsu guy. <laughs> He's a jiu-jitsu guy. Do you know this guy? No, no. Don't answer yet. Yeah. Sorry, there's no one else here. There's, there's no, no one else here. Else no here one yet. is here. Uh, yeah, he's a jujitsu guy. Um, he gave us a good amount of money, which I'm not. So, I'm not sure how he he does this because usually jujitsu guys are super poor. So wait, um, he works in jujitsu. He's like a. From what I can understand, I think he's like a semi-pro. Whoa, what in, does that even mean? In the sense, I think he like has some money from it. Like he like owns a school or something. Oh, I see. At the very least, he trains a lot and he like competes a lot. Okay. Which, Takes up a fuck ton of time and resources and money. Yeah. So the fact that he gave us some money of him for himself uh, that he could be using for uh, physical therapy to fix his broken body <laughs> is means a lot. Wow. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so and much, And now Alex. I feel like I just doubled down on Vietnamese this episode. Yeah. I should have looked at the full list before I went for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Maybe, you know what? Uh, we, we, uh, we're here for it with, with Vietnamese people. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much again. To, uh, go uh, check out patreon.com slash asianotasianpod, uh, and you can um, get up on this. Let's start the show. Jenny, yeah. you, you want to go first? Or sure. Should? Yeah. Jenny, what kind of Asian were you this week? Um, I was an um, emotional breakdown Asian, uh, <laughs> as I kind of mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Let me just preface this by saying I had a pretty great weekend. Like, actually, one of uh, like a wonderful weekend. Okay. Really, really good. Um, there's a lot of stories within just that last weekend, which I'll save for another episode yes. where we can like get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I had like an awesome this weekend last weekend, last weekend right. where I was just like, whoa, whoa, life is amazing. Yes. I love New York. I have friends. Like, what a time! <clears throat> and almost always that indicates that eventually I will break down. <laughs> um, the highs get high and the lows, lows get low. Exactly. And so 
It's also on the heels of my birthday. Like oh, I just have been socializing a lot and I'm yeah. an introvert. And so I think I didn't, I just was out too much having the time of my life, but I didn't really get a chance to like really sit down and be by myself, which yeah. I need to recuperate and yeah. like have a sense of self. And so I think this just went through the week and a bunch of little interactions just broke me on Wednesday. Shit. I also hate saying this, but it was the super moon on August 11th. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I fucking knew I shouldn't have let that super moon in. Fuck. Um, but anyways, I, like August 10th, I was just like all of a sudden it hit me where like a lot of little things just like bothered me. Yeah. Like I always feel like I wasn't maybe being listened to oh. or I wasn't being considered in plans or uh. all that stuff. And then I usually cycle around to and this is just consistently what I tend to do is that I start to feel either like not worthy of like love <gasps> or like I am only lovable if I'm being funny and fun yeah. and type A because I am also the planner of the group so like I plan a lot of stuff and I just like hit a point where I was like wow I'm tired of planning like I'm tired of like organizing every part of my life because my job that yeah. I started up again is organizing, organizing. getting um, people like all in line exactly and, yeah. and then like you know we have this and then I have like other other show that I help produce yep. and then I also like just like personal life stuff I'm the planner and they just like all culminated in this point I was like I'm only loved because I'm funny sometimes and because I'm like goofy doofy and then like sometimes I like plan things for everybody and if I'm not doing those things I'm like not worthy of love do you find do you find sometimes like if you don't plan it people will just like not include you on the thing it's not that I'm not included it's just nothing will happen mm, I hate that yeah and yeah. so I like go through these I wish I could be chill and just yeah. chaotic just and just home. like impulsive mm. but i am not as you can probably tell from my energy and so i don't know it just like hit a point and then i was like i mean everyone was so lovely and like nice to me when i would talk about it which is a big growth from like three years ago when i would not just not talk about it so sure. at least i can like voice it now i'm talking about it on a podcast yeah. now. like that's huge um and my recovery time is getting shorter so like before oh. it would take like a week for me yeah. to like feel normal again yep. and this time is like within like 12 hours i was fine okay um where my eye my eyes puffy yeah oh because i wanted to cry so i watched everything everywhere which i bought <laughs> um and i watched it for the third time and i bawled harder than i did the first two times you, you each time i cry more you watched it so to like invoke crying yeah so that you could kind of like get it out get it out yeah that's Be such an interesting i've I mean, I feel this is a. I have, I have, I'm, I have full. I'm full of toxic masculinity. Yeah. You know, it's like in my bone marrow. So yeah. like, I don't <laughs> understand that necessarily. Can you like tell me a little bit about like, well, that process? My the process is that I my body reacts quicker than my brain. So I started crying and I was like, whoa, what the heck? Oh. And I was like, oh, this is. What, I'm, I'm like not in a good place right now. Yo. And then I was like, okay, that means that my body wants to cry. And so I was like, well, I'm yeah. gonna help it along because before I would just wait all day and like feel bad but then not know what to do and now i'm like just let it out and so i sat down watched everything everywhere sobbed my eyes out and then i like quietly sat and journaled for a little bit and, and then i went to bed and you've and you felt better after the cry yeah because I, I think it's better than holding it in i think holding it in it'll just explode later no i feel but well because i feel like i, I don't know if this is a guy thing or not but just like i thought i always thought like oh crying would make you feel worse because it's like you're you're like crying is like an uh like an explosion of mm. the bad feeling and and it's like if a volcano explodes 
Well, I guess there's like pressure, but now it's like destroyed a bunch of stuff. I see. So like for me, I, I never I never thought about that. But then I also don't cry that much. But mm-hmm. maybe I should give it a shot. I <laughs> love it. I didn't used to cry either before. Really? But now I just embrace it. When it starts happening, I'm like, instead of stopping it, because stopping it is not doing anything yeah. other than me holding it in and repressing those feelings. Might as well just like let the feelings out think through what caused those feelings and understand and then move on that's wow. faster and healthier to me yeah than like what i used to do which is like stop you're like a comedian yes <laughs> you don't get to be sad yes <laughs> at think, least not publicly i think that's important to like kind of have the feelings like kind of play out i yeah. guess right it's like you know let's just see what happens and exactly let yourself be scared or let yourself be afraid or whatever totally. i mean to bring it back to comedy sometimes when People always ask, oh, you don't, you get, don't you get nervous when you go and do a show? And Generally, I don't get nervous, but if I do, I let myself be nervous. I'm yeah. just like, just, just let it happen. And I will go and I'll kind of like dry heave and I'm like, okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know like it's it's almost like my body just needs to do it. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Just exactly. And also that energy can pay off later, oh. you know, in your performance or whatever. That yeah. Nervous energy. And for me, I was like, I'm going to cry and think about it. And that could be material. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's content, <laughs> Let baby. me just say this. So I tweeted about the fact that I had a breakdown yeah. in a joke way where sure. I was like, obviously it has nothing to do with my decisions. It has to do with the supermoon on August 11th. Of course. That's what caused it. And then um, friend of the pod, friend of the <laughs> just pod. our friend, Brian mm-hmm. Park. I saw him yesterday at your show and um, he walks in and he goes, Jenny, I saw your tweet about that emotional breakdown. Yeah. Um, are you okay? Yeah. Is that real? Yeah. And I said, Brian, you saw the tweet and you didn't like it. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is so fucked up. Fuck. And, and he was like, sorry, I was like, I was busy. I couldn't, I couldn't like, like it. And I was like, so you had time to read it and you didn't have time to hit the, the like you button. You can hit the like button. Yeah. And then I basically just dragged him for not liking my content <laughs> about my emotional breakdown. And then he immediately liked it. So <laughs> I, 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 I think it's, it's such a, it's such a us thing that. I have to find out about your emotional breakdown through this content. <laughs> and then Brian found out about it through another kind of content. Yes. And then later on, people will be like, oh my God, I saw, I saw, I saw your one man show about this content. Yeah, I know. About, about this emotional breakdown. Yeah. Can you tell me about, about it? I'm going to do it an hour long. I've never done stand up before. I'm going to do an hour long thing on it. Easily. Set. For sure. <laughs> an hour. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more um, about your emotional breakdown too. Because um, I, I think, you know. I, I'm I'm getting to know you better. Yeah, and I'm starting to sense that these happen a lot. <laughs> well, no, I it, this was a big one. Okay, I, it used to happen to me a lot more. Yeah, and I started going to therapy, and now it happens like once, maybe oh. every six months. Like okay. it's really not that much, but um, it's almost always when I'm tired. Yeah, because I can't compartmentalize what's causing what, so I just feel when I start feeling bad about myself, I just feel bad about myself. Across everything. everything. Yeah. Like, it's like the core of my existence is bad. Damn. Which, once again, I think is partially being just like part of it's being Japanese and being like raised that way, which is like. Mm. Your underlying value y- is like. You're responsible. You know, oh. it's like your fault if something happens. Shit. So that was my week, but I feel great now. Okay, good. And I'm happy to be here and yeah. I can talk about it. So that's like a big growth for me that's it's huge and it's huge for the podcast yes yeah, huge for the podcast <laughs> and ultimately we're trying to get more people to listen yes by me being vulnerable yes so thank you very much for doing that it's paying off you're doing it I love sponsors it. come on <laughs> we do have a lot of sponsors related to mental health so i think that is important that's awesome well All right. welcome back yeah, yeah well mike how was or what kind of asian were you this week i was a half hour asian yes he was i did my half hour uh, yesterday me and fumi uh at hack city 
and I was stressing about it. I'm going to talk about this at length later on, but I had COVID for the last two weeks um, uh, and um, physically was fine. Uh, it was just like, you know, a couple of days. I'm like, no, the biggest thing I think with COVID uh, for me was just like socially and like it like fucks up like your fucking life. You, you can't yeah. go anywhere. Um, I'm like, I had to like quarantine away from my family and then and then like my wife had to quarantine away from us to like try to stay healthy. So that like, that sucks. You're just like, yeah. you know, you're like separated from each other. I couldn't do a bunch of stuff. Oh my there god. There is a leak. There is a leak. We are making <laughs> this podcast booth cry. Um, just to f- explain what's going on, There's water a just up, fully is dripping. I mean, this is almost kind of like a sweet waterfall effect that's happening. I think the- we're going to have to figure this out. Anyway, so then I was doing the half hour, and uh, yeah, and it was cool. And, and the thing, you know, I, I couldn't go and I couldn't do stand up. Um, so I had to like I had to cancel a bunch of shows. One of the shows I was gonna do I was a headliner, so I was gonna be able to do like 20 minutes, and that would have been nice to like just kind of draw it out. And I I like I like <clears throat> basically kind of panicked, and I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can do this half hour. So mm-hmm. I I uh, text Fumi, and I'm like, hey man, you know maybe we need a feature. We need another person, mm-hmm. you know. So like because Fumi will do a half will do his half hour, I'll do like 20 15 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fumi goes. No, <laughs> we're not booking anyone else. Force yourself. This is all over text. Uh huh. And he's like, and he's like, we're you know, if, if you don't do it, I'll just do an hour. I don't care. Blah blah blah. And I was like, this is as close to a pep talk as I will ever get from Fumi Abe. Yeah. And it was exactly what I wanted. Oh, good. It's exactly what I wanted. I wanted somebody to be like, just fucking do it. Yeah. It'll be fine. Totally. And so I, it and it was, and so I did uh, a bunch of stuff that was absolutely new. I had written a bunch of stuff about getting COVID, that that was like a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I did this weird thing in the middle where like I changed my clothes. Yeah. <laughs> which was uh, something I've always wanted to try. I just wanted to like do something a little bit different, you know. Um, I had like a sound cue and I everything. I thought it was fun. I thought it was fun. I think and the, everybody the was on board. The change. The outfit, yeah. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. And, and you sent me this nice video. <laughs> um, it's so funny when you do a half hour. You have no idea how much time is passing. Yeah. I remember I wrote all my jokes down on like these big pieces of paper, just like you know what joke is next or whatever. And it was right. all these things. And like the first like page and a half, I would say, is like COVID stuff. Uh huh. And I I go and I do it all. I do all the COVID stuff, and I'm like on page two out of five. And I'm like, has it been straight up like two minutes? You know what I'm saying? I had right. no idea how yeah. much time has passed. It looked like you were doing um like a set list, like a rock concert set list from the back when I was <laughs> yeah, watching yeah, you. Because yeah. you would like go through and see these big pieces of paper and you'd like, I could see you noting. And I yeah. was like, wow, this is like a rock concert. <laughs> but it's a Vietnamese guy doing the a stand up for 30 minutes. How we do in San Francisco? <laughs> Asian parents are crazy. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, but fortunately, like, I had, a, you know, some some timers going, and I was like, okay, I'm doing okay, it's going to be fine, um, and it was a lot of fun, and at the end, to kind of, like, talk about crying, the closest I ever get to crying is when I talk about my son being born, mm-hmm. it, you know, like, something weird happens where I'm talking, and then all of a sudden, I have a, my body's just like, this is going to happen, we're right. going to cry now, Yes. <laughs> you know, and it's like not a... A rational thing you know it's, it's just like something in my totally my I'm, like my eyeballs just start watering up yeah and uh, it's starting to happen right now so like it was it was it was cool the way I ended the show I tried to like 
you know, I told the story about how I went through IVF and all these things, and it was, it was, it was, it was tough. I wanted to do something that was that really ended like on, I don't know, like a very personal, you know, touch. Yeah. So uh, I was I was nervous about that. It was just like it was like a big finish for me, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, again, one I hadn't hadn't really ever done before. So we did it, and it was uh, it was cool, and it was nice to see. What was cool was that at the show, since it was just me and Fumi, and we had a host, uh, Natasha Vainblatt, everyone was there to see us, which exactly. is like such a weird... I said that. I was like, all the people who are here to see this yeah. are here to see you two. Yeah. Like, they are, if not fans, they know someone who's a fan. Like, they all yeah. are here for a reason. And, 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 you know, to kind of go back to, like, the value thing, I'm just like... Yeah, I never think about like, oh, I have value in, right. in, in this way, you know what I'm saying? And, totally. And to like be stared in the face by literally people who are like, this is, they came to see you. I almost don't believe it. Yeah. Even now. I know. I know. I'm like, my mom paid you all. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's very nice, mom. <laughs> or you're here to like make fun of me yeah. later. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> You all are bullies. <laughs> yeah. Jerks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was cool. And it was really, it was really, um, you know, so like. Creatively, I grew. Um, uh, financially, it was a success. <laughs> um, and uh, it was just, it was nice to get out. And, and again, because I had, had COVID, it was just like a way to kind of put that away. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it's, it's been cool. Uh, and, and I want to now talk about, uh, to our guest about mm-hmm. just like a bunch of different things. You know, th- this person is, is also putting together really something really special. Uh, also, I apologize if the music is loud as fuck it's in got- here. It's fat, it's loud, it's loud, so chaotic in here. It They're, is getting nuts. Like we had to cut once because there's a leak in the ceiling. There's a leak. It started leaking directly on Mike's <laughs> laptop. If you if you're on YouTube, you might occasionally see a drop come down. Yes. And that is because we're still filming inside of this booth while there is a leak happening. There is. I think there's a live DJ here, uh, which is why DJ, the music got louder. And this music is insanity. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I want to talk about it with our guest. <laughs> this guest is a comedian, producer, writer, founder of the uh, Asian Comedy Festival. Amazing, amazing festival. He's got a one-man show coming up uh, called Case uh, 841-410, My Korean Adoptee Story. Give it up right now, friend of the pod, Ed Pakropsky. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah, man. Thank you for being uh, here. Make sure to speak up loud as fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, because we've got <laughs> the DJ yeah, going. Yeah, we're all going to be screaming. Um, no, it's great to great to be here with Jenny now. I was on once a while back when, when Fumi was here, and mm-hmm. I, I was really excited to be able to come and do this now with Jenny. Aww. So this is great. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk a lot less about buttholes. To, it's always good to see you too, Mike. I feel, I feel, I don't even... You can't even hurt my feelings. No, I, because yeah. we're we are buddies. We are buddies. We, we are pals. Are one of the uh, actually no. There's a lot of guys I talked to about this, but we were one of my combat sport friends. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jenny, uh, you didn't think we were gonna talk about combat sports. I know, sports. but if you talk about it too much, I will start screaming. No, okay. you guys should have a buzzer for every yeah for every time <laughs> just to shut it down. Yeah. No, we're always like we're always like DMing. I'm like, hey man, you want to work on a screamer? You know, yeah. like uh, <laughs> you want to work on? Should we work on our close hand fighting skills today? Uh, and I, it's so funny because I am so terrible at the jujitsu oh, and the grappling side of things and it's something that I always like stay away from but respect totally but it's yeah it's it's it, there's so many different worlds to combat sports and different disciplines and stuff like that but it's always fun to talk so, to someone else uh, about it or someone else who's in like a separate discipline Another one. as you yeah it's, it's so it's, cool it's always crazy to me that uh, oh hey um, there's a comedian um, oh. the, it's always crazy to me that like you don't you're like oh I gotta stay away from jujitsu but you do boxing so you get punched in the face constantly 
I, I'd wild. rather, it's so funny, I'd rather get punched in the what face the than, than my leg or my arm yanked out of it. You know <laughs> what I mean? Something about that, I, you know, I guess I'm just used to. I don't know. Yeah, it's... Um, well, thanks for uh, uh, for coming. Um, very quickly, you have been on the show before, but what we like to do for our guests is we give you a minute to win it. So you have one whole minute to talk about whatever you want. Talk, introduce yourself however you want. Talk about yourself. You got a minute. Only exception is, uh, only rule is you got to use the whole minute. Sure. Are you ready? Yes. Begin. Okay. Uh, so you already said my name's Ed Pokrovsky, and I'm a writer-producer. Um, I am working on a one-man show coming up soon. Um, I want to kind of address the whole uh, crying thing, Ooh. which I really appreciated because I am kind of a sucker when it comes to crying at movies. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. So especially, and you were talking about the idea of uh, being a dad and like you think about your son. If I see a movie where there's a really good dad in it, <laughs> my wife knows this, I get choked up. Really? Aww. And if the movie, I mean, this kind of leads into my show. If the movie has something about any sort of like parent adoption, anything like that, oh, I, I have a confession. I cried at Kung Fu Panda 2. <laughs> oh, wow. Because they get into the whole thing of like when he gets like dropped in that basket oh. by his mom. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> it's like, I get I was it. like I'm crying wow. at Kung Fu Panda too. Yes. So um yeah, so I'm a sucker for movies like that and I, I get choked up. Also I have done the thing where like I need to have a good cry and what I use for that sometimes is um this is silly. I use golden buzzer moments, like compilations. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what is a golden buzzer moment? So on, By the um, way, you've uh, finished your oh, minute. Sorry, but go sorry, ahead. Sorry. But continue. On, on uh, America's Got Talent, oh. when they hit the golden yes. buzzer, and that just like skyrockets something to the final round. Yeah. Oh. So like when that happens, what usually is like I'll watch one, and like they slow things down, and they hit the button, and then I'm always like, they're following their yeah. dreams. <laughs> And the, they make it so the music is like so emotional, and you see like everything in slow motion, and it's like beautiful. Wow! Yeah, I get it. I don't know why and how I found out that that just is like an immediate like can drop the waterworks easily. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, but I think the thing about it is, and similar, you probably to like working out or, or doing jujitsu. It's like the idea is like you put yourself in that situation purposefully. You know, right, almost you like know. sparring. Yeah. It's a simulated thing where you, you know you're feeling an emotion, but it's like as part of like a, a whole thing that you're feeling in the moment. So right. that's Whoa. why I, I totally understand what Je- where Jenny's coming from of like saying, I need to create this situation so I can feel all this yeah. stuff at once. Yeah. Totally okay, thank you, Ed, for kind of yeah. putting that in combat sports terminology <laughs> yeah. so Mike can understand what I'm going I'm through. Like, I don't <laughs> understand emotion. Oh, wait, well, hold on. So what you're saying? It's like getting punched in the face. Oh, yeah. now I the second it. you said sparring, <laughs> I was in. Dude, as soon as you said straight arm bar, <laughs> I was like, I get it. Now I get it. Now yeah. I get it. That's, that's, that's so interesting how everyone has like a different movie, I think, and... Can I tell you the thing that used to make me like get close to crying? Yeah, was um, the Rocky movies mm. because of uh, combat sports. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, combat sports, but and then I think in I can't I can't remember which one. Um, you know, his wife is gone, yeah. right? And there was just something about just like you lived your whole life for somebody, and that person you had a beautiful moment with them, and they're now they're gone, and that's like that was so fucking sad. And I'm just like, a lot of times it was always like, yeah, like you're, you know, like a wife who has passed away or a husband who's passed away. For me, that was like, I don't know why. I, I think I'm a big romantic. The other thing that you that surprisingly made me sad was um, 
Avengers Civil War. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> there was a moment where Captain America and Iron Man and everybody is like arguing about something and I was like, I think I was in a really emotional place also just personally and I was just like, why can't they just get along? Iron Man and said this. <laughs> You guys are on the same team. Sometimes I am shook by how straight male you are. <laughs> that is the most. I get so true. I was like, you guys, you know, it's just like you need to come together. Avengers is all about oh you can defeat Thanos, God. but you guys are fighting amongst yourselves. And that's the, that last hour. I really was like, I can't. I got straight choked up. I was like, <laughs> you both are valid. Okay. Oh my Captain God. America. Okay. I can't relate to anything less than this. <laughs> what about straight arm bars? No. Yeah. Um, Ed, uh, thank you for coming on to the show. You got a one man, um, one 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 man show coming up, um, mm-hmm. and and you've you've spoken to us about your, you know, your adoption journey and and, and kind of uh, the history of it, and you know, I wanted to ask like, uh, just can you tell us a little bit about the show? Like why? Why? Mm-hmm. Why did you want to put it together into this format and and and, and you know, your sort of process with it? Yeah, I think it's it's just like about the idea that you know when I've done stand up before, it, it obviously it always finds its way in because it's one of the first things that when yeah. I meet people because of my name, it comes up you know inevitably, mm-hmm. and it's a conversation I have with people a lot, and from there it made it its way into you know stand up when I was doing that more often, mm-hmm. and then also you know yeah when I when I've gone on podcast and talk to people before it usually is a topic that will come up as well and then I did do a couple different like talks like I did a um, Asian American like TED talk style thing for it which was only like 10 minutes long that time that oh, I did yeah, it yeah. Uh, and then like once I did that uh, it's sort of like a couple people had seen it and they asked if I could do it for like a corporate thing or oh. like a, a, a API or DEI right. um, yeah. type of group setting. Uh-huh. So I sort of found myself doing this type of talk on a couple different c- occasions in a lot of different ways. Um, and then eventually, like I had all this material, I had all these pieces that were just kind of floating around in the ether. Um, and then I saw that more and more people were doing like one person solo shows. Mm-hmm. And I went to see one from a, you know, a, a friend of ours and another writer comic, um, Michael Cruz Kane. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had been doing a solo show, um, you know, uh, Sorry for Your Loss. Mm-hmm. Right. About, you know, a, a very hard time in his life. And it was I went to see it and it was just like seeing the way that it sort of changed my view of what like stand up or even sure. just comedy sure. could be in that yeah. format. And seeing him work with like through stuff, but then also create this space of like visual things. And not that, it, you know, we, we've seen stuff with visual cues and things sure. like that before. But the way this sort of took shape was something that I was like, oh, my God, I've been doing this. this yeah, is, yeah, this yeah. Is, this is sort of there. Right. And now if I could just take all these pieces floating in the ether, I, I think I could do it in this way and find like a more cohesive way to tell this whole story um, and also inserting the the story of me going back to Korea and searching for things there uh, you know tying all that in and I felt like this was a great opportunity to, to give it a shot and challenge myself to do it absolutely that's man. awesome this is a tricky thing to talk about personally as a man as a dude and I'm talking about my hair yes I have hair okay I'm sensitive about it I wanted to to find a treatment for hair growth that took into account my whole body. 
Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol's hair growth nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. Physician formulated using natural medical grade ingredients, Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. Hey. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvements in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by more than 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com men and entering the promo code Asian to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com men spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com slash men promo code Asian. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. I want to know what you all do to take care of your mind. Do you read? Do you just chill? Do you go on long walks? I got one friend, he just dances in public. That's like his thing. And that's his form of self-care. Hey, whatever works for you. I think these last few years, we've become more and more aware of how important self-care, how important therapy can be. I've done a bunch of different forms of therapy. I've done in-person therapy. I've done CBT. I've done text-based therapy. I even had a few sessions with some coaches. Uh, And I'll tell you, they definitely helped me work through a lot of different things. But maybe you don't have time or the ability to go meet someone in person. What's cool about BetterHelp is it's online therapy. So you can do video, phone, or chat-only therapy. It's more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com Asian. That's betterhelp.com slash Asian. Asian. What's up, y'all? I want to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens. I know I talk about it all the time, but guys, I literally use this product every day. In fact, I just re-upped. I got another big bag of it. And every morning I wake up, I kiss my baby son, I work out with kettlebells, and I give myself a pep talk into the mirror, and then it's Athletic Greens time. What is Athletic Greens? It's basically 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and adaptogens. It tastes great, very easy to mix into your drink, super easy to incorporate into your day. I drink mine alongside my morning coffee, and it's an awesome way to start the day. It's lifestyle-friendly, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, and it costs you less than $3 a day, so it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements separately. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash asianotasian. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash asianotasian to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Have you... Um while you're putting this together, has there any has, has there any been has there been any like realizations, just like either creatively or whatever, as you put it together? Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think the biggest thing was I would start with like a, like a question I would commonly get asked, and mm. then I would go down that that lane. But then of course that would open up the area of like another question sure. within that range, and then it would just sort of like these things would would like 
go on top of each other in a way that I hadn't realized before. Mm -hmm. So that was one thing that I definitely realized later, like, oh, it, it, this this is why I think this, and this is why this person is asking me this. Mm -hmm. oh. And then the other thing was, I, I don't think I had truly unpacked all the feelings and all the things that I had experienced on my trip back to Korea, Sure, which was now like seven years ago. Okay. And obviously, like, there were so many stages. It was like what I felt when it was actually happening, Damn. Mm -hmm. what it felt like when I got back, like, immediately after and was, like, back in my usual life. Right, yeah. right, right. And then now it's like going back to unpack and look at all the pictures and look at all the videos that yeah. I took, which I forgot that I yeah. took. Fuck. And looking at it with a new perspective and a new eye and being like, oh, I forgot about this for a while. And to also think like, I just never thought it would become something that I talked this openly about yeah. with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it would come up in conversation with people and sometimes, it, you know, I would dive into it a little bit more. But it never on the scale of like, oh my God, this is what I felt when this was happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what I felt when I found out this piece of information. Yeah. Um, so that was eye opening. And even when I was just going through all the pictures, I was like, oh my God, that this happened. I met this part, you know, this type of thing was, right. it was very interesting to do that. I feel it's like, so, um, you know, it, it's, it's something you don't realize sometimes. I mean, when I was doing my half hour, it's, nice to have the space like stage time wise and, and, and whatever to get into the thing Yeah, I think that so many times with stand up and with improv you have like 30 seconds yeah. to get to either a punchline or to a point right but I think when you give yourself the space to just like sit in it and just like where like just like untangle all the craziness and to like ask yourself the question again and again and again you know that's really where you can like make that's why i was asking you about like you know as you're doing this have you like come across anything you know wow I, like i never you know I, I never knew i thought about that that way you know yeah i guess my question like following up on that is in terms of like n not thinking that you would have or get this into it or talk about it this openly? Was it that you didn't want to talk about it or you just didn't have the space to talk about it? Uh, probably a little bit of both. Probably in the beginning of like not wanting to talk about it and that was only because I just felt like at the time I was sort of kidding myself and like, okay, well now I know and now I'm just going to live my life. Time like, to keep going. No, nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think that was a bit naive at the time, thinking like, oh, this will never this will never pop in my brain again down yeah. the road. Oh. So that was probably part of it. And and you're right, definitely the time thing is, is a huge part. And like you were saying, Mike, like the first time I even did anything related to like a cohesive story, again, was only ten minutes. Yeah. And um, you know, yeah, when you're doing the thing, like, yeah, I have a couple jokes at the top of the set when I was doing stand up where I would joke about it, but they were so quick, and then I was like onto something else. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized, like, when I was doing, I did a couple run-throughs, and I did one for my friend who, um, he's an actor, and like his notes for me were like, "You got to slow down." Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and I was yeah. like, "Oh, right." My brain was like, "Boom, boom, boom, it's get to different. the joke." Boom, 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 get Absolutely. to the thing. Absolutely. And he's like, just like you said, you got to slow down and be in those moments to truly let people absorb you know what you just said right and then what was the arc what was the point and mm -hmm. then and then be able to move on and yes if you can throw the joke in there that you want right all those things are happening at the same time if you don't pump the brakes a little bit no one's ever gonna absorb any of it right right right, right. and you also kind of i feel sometimes have to allow yourself to not 
have to get to a punchline. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Sometimes it's yeah. just going to be like, it's not going to go there. It's just going to be something else. Yeah. You know what I'm and that's been a, a hard balance to strike because yeah. there are points where I'm like, let, let me break the tension yeah. <laughs> and make a joke Instinctually, here. Instinctually, I feel Absolutely. like everyone does. Uh, of, you want to do that. Of course. And I think that sometimes that's right and sometimes that's right on. And then other times it, it does, you know, clearly like my, my wife has been watching and she's like, you know, she can clearly tell when I'm uncomfortable with like something, and now I'm telling a joke, and yeah. and that comes through. So I think uh, learning that as well, like what I'm truly comfortable with and what I may not realize I'm not so comfortable with, yeah, has been a great experience to kind of figure that out as well. Yeah. Um, do you? Is the show? I don't know how to say. Is the show supposed to be funny? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's still supposed to be funny, but I think it's like. It, it's still like earnest in yeah. the stories that I'm telling sure. and in the interactions that I'm describing with people as, you know, growing up as a kid and then as a teenager, as an adult, um, and the things that I would hear as an adoptee. I mean, that is in earnest. It's finding the comedy and the jokes of, of within those moments or just like how I've been able to compartmentalize some things or, mm -hmm. you know, just having to laugh at certain moments. Yeah. But um, but overall, it's still it's still in earnest of the stories that I'm sure. telling. Yeah. Right. But yes, it's still supposed like I still want people to have, you know, a, a good time overall. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's um, so you, you're. This will be out. This episode will be out after your first, the first time you're doing it because you're doing it. What's your first date? Uh, August 18th. August 18th. Yeah. Are you, um, you know, uh, I guess you'll see how it goes. But are you planning to like keep it going, like expand it off to other things? Or yeah. Whatever? I mean, I, I'll tell you what it was. Was I, I do this to myself sometimes where I'm like, I'm just gonna book the thing or yes. I'm gonna like, yeah. You just got. I'm gonna yeah. set the date. Yep. And it's gonna force me <laughs> to deadline. do all the thing to to do it. And I think that was part of this where I, I did that and then I was like, let me just focus on this first one now. Yep. And, you know, I can see how it goes and what I like about it and what I don't like and then move from there. And I definitely think I want to do like just from the process of putting it together mm. has been really enjoyable. And, mm -hmm. and I think um, it's something that I would like to try to do again. And, yeah. you know, some people have like, oh, I can't, of course, always. I can't make that one. Can, can, or if you do it again, let me know. Yeah. So yeah. I do I do want to do it in a way that, like, I, I and I know by doing it in those spaces, it'll get better and get yeah. better. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, my, my intention is, yes, to do it more and again. But when I first start, like, book to do it, it was really just to force myself to You just got to get it out. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's literally setting a deadline. Yeah. Or else you, just, you won't do it. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta like the you just gotta get the first draft out. Absolutely. Sometime. Exactly. And this and this really did force me to again to uh, and, and you know, silly me is like I looked at stuff I had, I was like, Oh, this is basically like there. Yeah. yeah. And then I would I, then I started going through my slides and going through the stuff and I'm like, Oh boy, the yeah. this needs a little bit more. This right. needs yeah. some massaging. This needs yeah. you know, because I had done it a couple times. Um, in person, but I, I had done it a bunch of times uh, in Zoom or digital rooms. Yeah. So that yeah. obviously will like feel completely other thing. different. Yeah. Right. I think it's cool that um, I, I'm, I'm always sort of fascinated about, I think for, for a lot of people, we have, uh, people have a few major stories or like core memories, whatever you want to call them. Yeah. That we kind of like, like orbit around. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I, I think one of them for me is like, uh, uh, it sounds it sounds frivolous, but like my interest in fashion is like a core story 
that I'm always like talking to myself about. Yeah. And people always ask me about it. They go, why are you into What's going on there? And I, I love talking about it. I've, I've never gotten bored. I, I could do it over and over and over again. And so I think it's interesting, you know, for you, you were saying, you know, you've been telling the story and we, I know, I, and you know, you, you've, you've told us a little bit about it on previous things and yeah. you obviously have content about it, but it's like, um, it's, it's, it's always fascinating to me. The, there are certain stories in your life. You're not, I'm not tired of talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Like defining stories that yeah. shape who you are. Right. Because in telling that story over and over and over again, you like have a better understanding yourself. Yeah. I think. I don't know. No, for sure. And this is the, I, again, this is the first time that I like really tried to break down the common questions that I usually get and where that goes. And then, but also like <coughs> why I may get that question mm -hmm. and, and why it's so universal from yeah. people and I think that's like that was the fascinating thing when I really stopped to think about it I think it just said a lot about like how we think about you know so many things that we might not have as much experience in yeah. that's just right. how uh, that's just how it happens and how media shapes our understanding of certain things of course mm. are you I, I know you haven't done the first official one but you have done you know um, these things before are you are you anxious about the reaction from different communities I guess yeah well you know like everything with the um, Asian American community like it's yeah. hard you know it, it there's so many pockets within it well, obviously we're not a monolith that yeah, has yeah obviously yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think there's there's so many pockets within it but I think we've been getting a you know better about being like there's a ton of stories so let's try to tell as many as we can yeah yeah type vibe uh, the adoptee community is a tricky one too because you know, I've gone to, I've been part of different like organizations yeah. that are supporting and you, you go to different groups and everyone has very different experiences yeah, with sure. adoption, mm -hmm. and which is partly what this is about and different views on it and different ways that they sort of um, interact with that. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess in one way, like I want if, you know, people who may come who may be adoptees themselves. Like, I never want them to think, like, this is the end-all, be-all yeah. of adoptee stories. I think that's something that gets tricky because they're, like, with yeah. Asian-American stories, there are only so many that get <clears throat> allowed to be out there. Right. right. So when one comes out and not, it's not, you know, this is in one theater in New York. Right, it's not right, like right, it's right, on right. Netflix or anything. But <laughs> the problem is, is obviously when one thing gets out, it's it's easy to judge that one being like, oh, this guy this thinks is the art. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's that's the thing that I want to avoid because I don't want anyone when I go up there to think like I'm saying this is an experience that all adoptees would have. Right. If anything, I've worked to, um, you know, just make it sort of like this is what I've experienced. Yeah. Maybe someone else has and maybe they haven't or whatever. Um, and try to look at it at those different angles. So yeah. I would say that's my only you know thing. I guess the other part of it too is, and this goes with a lot of stuff when you talk about tough topics, mm -hmm. is I don't want people to to be to go in there feeling like pity or yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know sadness yeah. in a I'm way. So sad, yeah. it, that's not what this is about. Right. This is about the idea of uh, you know a full 360 idea of something. And yes, you, you you know you can feel sad or, or things like that, but I think sometimes, and I'm sure it's happened to us before, where you try to create something like vulnerable, yeah. but then all people can get in their head like, oh, I feel so bad mm -hmm. for yeah. them. And you're right. like, thank you for your empathy. Right. However, that's not necessarily the point. That's this was right. to be empowering. Yeah. And, and the fact that um, if you could 
could see it in a different light, that's that's the ultimate thing is to yeah, see it for all exactly. that it is. Yeah, exactly. Let me just say, yesterday when you were doing your set, there was a. I think maybe it was when you were talking about at the end yeah, when you're yeah, talking yeah. about um, having your son. Yeah. Uh, there was a moment where everyone, I don't know if you remember, everyone, you said something and then everyone went, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I don't know if you heard us, we all started laughing in the back. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Because of that, which yeah, is yeah. like, I think there is this tendency for like pity to like yeah. be the overwhelming feeling and I wanted like, to come out and be like, it's okay, he's okay, he's here, I'm he's okay. talking about That's it. That's the whole point. And this yeah. is like, part of it yeah. and it's okay and yeah. it is so fascinating that sometimes like it, it, audiences do maybe react too much with the empathy piece and it's like no we're here yeah. sharing this story and we're going to talk about what we learned from it yeah. and how I'm like it's a part of my life yeah it's uh it it it, it is important I think and, and I, I know like kind of the part you were talking about yeah. where it's like I want to I'm putting you know myself out there so exactly. that other people will feel that it's okay to put yourself out there mm -hmm. you know that's a, a lot of it i, I want to first of all again i apologize for the music we're having this great conversation <laughs> and fucking lizzo is playing <laughs> and it's just like Damn time. <laughs> and i'm just like fucking well, that's goddamn empowering. that's empowering <laughs> it is yeah, empowering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh i wanted to talk yeah i wanted i wanted to bring up the whole audience reaction piece because um you know like the, 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 the earlier this week i had like a i'm putting out my stand-up clips and one of them, like you know, went kind of viral, but the, and then it got picked up on um, this other. It, it's it's about uh, if Vietnam beat America in the Vietnam War, how come America isn't part of Vietnam? And it's a fucking joke, everybody. First of all, okay, I don't I don't literally mean let's call the UN and re, re, redo some borders. Yeah. yeah. But I, I put that out there. Uh, I I think I love that joke. It's very it's very um, insane. It's an insane idea, although it's one that it's like, if you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. So I put that out there, and it got picked up on this uh, other Vietnamese comedy aggregator Instagram thing. And uh, I had I kind of made the mistake of reading through the comments. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 yeah. and here's it. And, and um, it, it was like, it was a very interesting thing because I have gone through comments of my stand-up. And like, you know, it's like, oh, it's not funny. Oh, yeah, whatever. But... These, this time, it's like all commentators who are named Nguyen. And so it's like it's like I'm getting a different kind of take from my own community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the oh, one of the, the most liked comments was, uh, this is a classic Vietnamese. Uh, they didn't like how I said the word, um, the city Hanoi, right? I didn't, I didn't say it in like, like the Vietnamese way. Sure. Um, and that's like a big thing and it's it's a uh, it's very annoying and then there's the somebody else some somebody else was saying you know like i don't know i don't even under like i don't even understand stand up or whatever right <laughs> you know and i think for me it was like um i'm this is with my community you know, the people that i'm trying to make proud of yeah. me and some of them are kind of giving me shit about it yeah. and you know like that is a different kind of ouch Yes. than anyone else that, that, than like just like a random dude on the internet right, right. at the same time it was uh, I did get a lot of followers out of it which so that means <laughs> so that means that like there's a lot of people who are kind of like I don't like how he said Hanoi but then at the same time so a lot of people are like you know what that was kind of interesting and I'll follow this guy yeah so that was that was cool and so that's why I wanted to you know bring up this whole thing with you know when you talk to the story about Korean adoptees there's this whole thing back and forth with like these are the people I'm trying to represent but sometimes those people 
take the story wrong or they they don't like it or or I think it's a hard I think it's hard to not see something and then automatically assume that that's going to be everyone's story. Yeah, and, and, and I totally get that, and I think that I sort of addressed that a little bit with the way Corinne, you know, or adopt, actually all adoptee stories are sort of covered from time to time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's like I'm trying to kind of like call that out or give, give yeah. semblance to the fact that, yes, we might not always like certain stories or certain things that we hear, but um, but there's a lot of facets to it. And, and again... Yes, it's hard to tell someone who's not themselves a creative who would ever assume to like go and tell their own story. Yeah, it's yeah, easy yeah. to right. tell someone, well, then you tell your story. <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. That's not me, man. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's easier for them to just look at yours and go like, well, I wouldn't do that. Right. I wouldn't do that, that way. Yeah. I, wouldn't I, wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it that way. Yeah. That's a lot easier for everyone. Everyone's a director. Everyone's an yeah, executive yeah. producer that, then <laughs> in those cases. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so I, I get that um, knee-jerk reaction. And I think it's just, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm trying to just, and you can't please everyone, and I'm not going to sit there and try to plug up every single hole. But yeah. right. I have taken time, and if like if later if it wants to start a dialogue, and like who knows, you know, however this gets cut up, or if I post it, or whatever, if I do, great. And then if there's if there's people who are like, oh, I don't agree with that, then sure, fine. Right. But if like someone in the audience, or as if I do it, and someone like you know wants to talk about their experience, then that's great. That's fine. I'm happy. I'm happy to hear that, and 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 maybe I got. I, and I thought about that too. Is like. My memories of things and like the pieces, the the pieces and documents I have. I was looking through some of that stuff, and I'm like, did I remember this wrong? Did I? Am I representing the process that I went through to get this right? I, I was trying to even think about the geography of certain places I went, and trying to think of like, am I am I even representing this right in the first place? Mm -hmm. But mm. I tried to eventually stop myself from getting too in the weeds of that right. because I was like it's not really about the overall accuracy completely it is about the arc and what the what the overall point and what the conclusion was that you come to and and memories are are fuzzy for everyone right. and even when you have documentation pictures whatever you're never going to get it exactly right even from your own life mm -hmm. right so i i just if I, I'm hoping that I get the tone right, right from the top, mm -hmm. that people will understand that and accept that and then be open to flaws and open to, right. Right. you know, my my bad Korean um, pronunciation. Well, <laughs> you know I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, Jane, I don't know if you've ever kind of like encountered that with, I guess, the people you would consider your community. You yeah. Know? I mean, I think this is the thing about when we talked about Constance Wu. Um, yeah, yeah, previously yeah. it's like the hardest um, feedback or criticism to receive is from people that you want who right. are part of your community right. um, and like I think in general I try to approach everything as like this is my experience I'm not yeah. claiming this to be like every Asian woman's experience yeah, 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 I'm just yeah, saying yeah. this is my experience right. in, and that I'm having living here in New yeah. York City yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so generally I try to make it so specific that like I and if there is conversation that's like okay well congratulations your experience is different than mine yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that's like it, I think we're getting better
better at it as a community to understand right. that no one person can have a universal experience for right, everyone right, else. Right, right. But I'm all, I think I'm so concerned about feedback on stuff that that's why I just double down on yeah. like, this is my experience. Cause yeah. I'm so, I don't want, I don't know if I can handle being criticized by, um, other Asian American <laughs> women <laughs> because that would hurt me truly the most. It, out oh, of that would, yeah, that would, yeah. That it, and good, you, yeah. you really want to get them on your side and, and, um, you know, I, I wanted to ask. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think we've talked about this the last time you were here. But like, what is? If you get a sense of like, what is the Korean in Korea perspective on it? Because I'll tell you, with like the the Vietnamese American versus Vietnamese in Vietnam thing, I think it's obviously very complicated. But it's like sometimes I think it's like Vietnamese people in Vietnam are like wondering what what's going on with Vietnamese American people? They're right. so, like, not Vietnamese. And I always want to, like, you know, for example, with, with like, my non-Vietnamese skills, I always want to grab people and be like, I grew up in Texas in the 80s. Yeah. Do yeah. you understand that? There, there was no other Vietnamese people around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the other Vietnamese kid in my first grade class was actually Guatemalan. Okay? <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know that he was, you know what I'm saying? So, right. yeah. That's the thing. I w it wasn't like I, I saw Vietnamese and I threw it away. I just didn't have the chance to, to have it. Yeah. And so if I could, if I could go back in time, I would be fucking speaking Vietnamese like a motherfucker. But I can't. So that's what I'm always trying to get across. Or I'm, I'm, I want to grab people and tell people that. But I, I didn't know if there was anything like that where... You know, if Korean people are like, oh, man, these Korean adoptees are like, you know, whatever. Yeah, I mean, a little bit because obviously, I mean, there's the one layer where you just mentioned like Vietnamese, American, Vietnamese. Right. <clears throat> I mean, you could just say Koreans yeah. versus Korean Americans. Yes, you still have course. Korean of parents. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, so there's that layer. And I, th I do think they're a little bit harder on like Koreans are harder on those Korean, Korean Americans yeah. um, right. because I think in their view, again, this is not a universal statement. I'm just saying when it does happen, I think the, the assumption is, well, like you had the, the things that you're, you had the faculties to still keep up with certain things. I see. Right. Whereas, you know, Korean adoptees, I think there is some sort of like a little bit of leeway given being like, well, yeah. you had, you had white parents yeah. and like, right. you know, so yeah, what, what, what were you going to do? But obviously, I think there was a little bit, you know, always wrapped up in these situations. There's a little bit of um, shame and just like the yeah. idea of that type of, you know, giving up children and having other people raise your children. If yes. you're thinking about the national pride of certain things, yeah. mm -hmm. that's wrapped up in there that no one talks about. And why would you want to talk about that? But when I went back to the um, orphanage, you know, one thing that the person talked to me about there was how there is more of a push to try to promote Korean, adopting Korean right, kids Korean within kids. those mm. spaces. And even when I was there, there was like a huge poster on the wall that, you know, kind of looked like an ad for soju, but it was like, <laughs> <laughs> but it was like too beautiful. Right. Um, uh, a straight, a straight, beautiful Korean couple holding a Korean baby, and, and they were, they you know, soju. And, right, and basically being like, um, you know, I, I couldn't read it, but essentially the point was, hey, Koreans adopt Korean kids, you know, sure. like yeah. let's let's keep this in the family, so to speak. Mm. Dang. So I think there, um, I think there's definitely stuff wrapped up in there, and I think that, you know, when I went back. I was lucky enough, like the people that I um, that I was renting the Airbnb from, um, they were like 
really helpful and kind of like showing me and my friend around a little bit and giving us a little bit of like background of what was going on mm -hmm. at the time. And that kind of helped me understand a little bit. Like there still is, it's so funny that there is sort of like a fascination with American culture, obviously, sure. when it comes to pop culture in Korea. Yeah. Um, but clearly that's more centered around, uh, you know, things like white culture or, or like hip-hop black culture it's not so much ever centered around korean yeah american korean yeah. adoptee korean culture because you know in their minds well we're just doing the same thing we're taking what's in america yeah, as yeah, well yeah. so why wh why don't they just get it from what they consider the source the source right. which i i understand too so um i think there is a little bit of like okay you guys are cool but it's it's a little bit dismissive mm -hmm. I yeah, think. yeah yeah um and i think yeah it's obviously one of those things where there's subtle differences of way way people cut their hair and dress and just the way they commute from work. You know, there's just yeah, so yeah. many intangibles for anyone visiting an area they're not familiar with. And even if you look the part, if you look a certain way and everyone would assume that you're supposed to fit in, it, nothing could be further from the truth. If anything, you feel even more foreign yeah. Yeah. than than you know. If I, you know, my friend with me was you know a white guy with red hair, and I still felt like I was the one the getting word, like more stares. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, "Oh, cool! Uh, oh, that look guy. at this cool redhead." Yeah, guy. who did, who did he bring along here? What's, Why does that guy have what, facial hair? What happened, <laughs> to this, what happened to this almost Korean guy? Exactly, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. but you know, it's it was stuff like that. But again, I kind of was sort of preparing myself. For, for that type of feeling and it, it you know it, it it was to be expected but it was um yeah i think there's a, still a lot of like misinformation or just people assuming certain things so obviously that that creates a weird dynamic between the two wow yeah. oh man okay well i can't wait to check out the show yeah i think yeah. it'll be really cool we're here with ed pakropsky uh a producer comedian writer all sorts of of, of good stuff we're gonna do a voicemail and uh, we got a really interesting one. I'm really excited to talk about it. If you want to get up on these voicemails, uh, just leave us one at 646-809-7231. It can be about anything, okay? We are your Asian friends. Yes. Okay? You can tell us what kind of Asian you were. You can ask us a question. You can ask us to turn down the music. <laughs> we will try. Uh, but yeah, here, let's uh, let's get up onto this uh, voicemail. Hey, Mike. First of all, thank you so much for having this podcast. I've been a fan for years, and I really enjoy listening to your episodes um, each week. Uh, I was a Korean ghost Asian, and let me tell you some background story. So um, I'm a Korean adoptee who grew up in the Midwest, and so I reached my 40th birthday, and I've been about mm, five years since my adopted mother passed away, and I thought, why not look for your birth mom? What do you have to lose at this point? So I got a lovely phone call from a caseworker at my adoption agency saying that some miraculous miracle of miracles, after 40 years, they were able to locate my birth mother and that she was doing well and still in Korea. Um, she's remarried and does have children. So that's kind of cool. I have half siblings um, and she's out there. But then she went down the hole. Well, so her husband got your letter. And the husband didn't know that she had given a child up for adoption. So basically, she doesn't want to have contact, something could change. And, you know, this is one of the many scenarios I played out on my head. And I was kind of like, okay, that makes sense. Maybe someday something will change. And she said, well, here's the other thing. So her mother, your um, maternal grandmother, told her after she gave birth that the baby had died. So pause for dramatic effect. Seriously, she didn't know I'd been alive for the last 40 years. So I really, I feel almost bad that I blew up her life, that she 
thought, oh, you know, this baby passed away, not knowing that she is a full grown-up woman in her 40s living in New York City, you know, thriving, surviving, all those sort of things. And so, rightly so, has decided to take some time to contemplate and think about that. And maybe someday she'll reach out to the adoption agency and get a, want to get a hold of me, or maybe one of my half-siblings will. But I really just hope that all is well, and maybe someday it'll be cool to have somebody who um, shares my DNA. But then I started thinking about it. Okay, legit, maybe my story was too long, but legit, am I a Korean ghost? Did I really exist? Have I been around for all these years? If you didn't know I was alive. Also, what did um, birth uh, grandmother tell the adoption agency when she gave me up? What did they tell my adoptive mother? Because she was given a completely different story about why uh, I was chosen. So who knows what the adoption racket, um, but I'm doing well. I just felt like super drama and I was like, Maybe someday can somebody can turn this into like a made-for-TV movie if Lifetime movies are still a thing or a book deal or something. But um, keep up the great work. I hope to come back and see you all at the next Tax City. Bye. Wow. 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 That, that, that was That great. should be the show. I, I'm, 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 I'm just like, I'm, you know what? You cancel know what? the show. I'm dumping it. Dumping it, guys. I'm dumping it all. <laughs> We're going to call this person up and be like, yo, the show's you're at caveat yeah. next week. Wow. I'll, I'll, I'll go back behind the scenes. I'll help write your show. Um, that, that, and and to, to me, that's the perfect example of like these. There's so many different stories and so many different uh types of these stories in the adoptee community wow mm -hmm. um so like that's amazing and the fact that there was just so many layers that kept going yeah. and going yeah Dang. I, I, I mean it sounds like almost like i don't know like a crime happened you know what i'm saying like though grandma is like you know is, is is going to the agency and saying one thing and there's no like verification of any of these things and like the, yeah. the mom obviously doesn't know so i guess like the mom gave birth to this person and then was told that the, the baby didn't survive, you know, which is already crazy. Yeah. That's sad. That's so terrible. And then and then 40 goddamn years later, be like, actually, I'm alive. And that, you know, she's a she's a fucking ghost. You yeah. know? Yeah. I think it's and I just like hearing her talk and just kind of like even understanding where she's at in her life and her age. Sure. To me, it, it just rings so true because <clears throat> it sounds like she's she has that sort of like maturity now to even be able to talk about in such like these types of terms right yeah. but even the fact that she herself was like and this to me also rung true of like her being like she felt bad for blowing up her mom's oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the my fact, bad yeah, yeah the fact that she put that on herself as being like oh my god i'm so like i messed up and it's like well no that's not on you right yeah. like, you were in good faith just trying to understand a little bit more about your your and all these these factors and things came together but i do think that's that's a natural thing for us to do mm. for like, us to be like at some point in our life oh i must it must be on me like you right. were saying too, right. with the japanese culture thing is like there there could have been something that maybe I, I shouldn't have like looked so far or understood so much. Shouldn't have like yeah turned the rock yeah. over. Right. And I think this is what happens is and, and perhaps why it took me so long as well. Like I was in my thirties when I went and for you know, before that people were always like, You didn't go you haven't gone back? Why haven't you gone back? Oh, right. you know, I didn't have to know. And you're like, Well, I, I don't know, it's kinda hard. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. You don't know what you're gonna find. Going on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. uh, but I think that's part of it too, is because you're like, Good lord, like it, it, it these stories always end up 
presenting adoptees with more questions than answers. Oh, shit. I think that's something that can be. It's never like a clean, like, oh, here's my mom. We're going to hug and everything's going to be fine. We're going to go have both. And that is something that I go into with my show is like this, this concept of like, there's there's never a, a clean you know path to it's all of these types of things. More things and then i think like the fact that she had so many like she found one thing and she felt one way and then the caseworker was like well wait a Whoa, second hold, yeah. on. hold on while you're unpacking that let me just check this your out world yeah. one time. <laughs> you, you've been unpacking this one thing for 40 years yeah yeah, yeah. oh it's way more complicated <laughs> yeah you're actually. gonna want to write a tv pilot after this one yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like you know Kudos to her for like one sharing it with you guys. Yeah. And just wow. Thank two, you. Two like being able to you know saying like you know thriving and, and, and all that I, stuff I, that she's talking about. I like, have to say like tonally, she was giving such a nice, pleasant voicemail. Totally. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Just like, hey guys, how's it going? I'm thriving, surviving, living right. love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, let me drop some crazy bombs on you. Yeah. You know, right here. And I think this is the tendency. It's like we hear that we you know you hear a story like that, and I think like. You're, you're, you know, you can be shook a little bit or whatever, but I think like hearing her strength and hearing yeah. her clearly like taking some of the like, this is crazy, ha ha ha. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hearing that is so <laughs> indicative of like that's what she needed, that's what she yeah. wanted, and I think that's what like me and I'm sure other people is like you just you want to like put it out there and say, isn't this nuts? Like let's yeah. just let's just laugh let's about just it look for at a second, it, yeah. Sure. or yeah, or look at it and then like ha ha, that's crazy, right? Uh, it's it is what you kind of was we were talking about earlier, Jenny. It's like we we we, we had the aw, right. you know what I'm saying? We we're like feeling bad, but actually, you know, uh, it, for this person's perspective, this is like I am telling it, and I'm it's, now I'm yes. inserting myself into this. You yes, know? I think that she seemingly has a good sense of self, and <clears throat> um, like is seeing this as just learning, or yeah. like it's not like a pity thing. Once again, it's right, just yeah. like right, this right. is my story, and I'm sharing it. Wow, which honestly. It is a lifetime movie, and I it, will be writing. We it. will be writing <laughs> this <laughs> together. <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll be starring Constance Wu. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we will. Um, yeah, and and if this person ever wants to get up and do ten minutes at Hack City, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you, I'm gonna give you ten minutes, and it better be funny. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. You better be hilarious. The audience will probably go, oh, just we're just giving you a heads right. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. So if you want to get uh, and and tell us your crazy ass. Wow. Left, right, left, right. Um, uh, uh, family stories. Uh, that voicemail is 646-809-7231. 646-809-7231. And thanks, Ed, for coming yeah. on yeah, the thank show. Thank you. No, thank you. This was great. And again, thank you for the time and the space. And yeah, it's always a, a pleasure to hang with you guys in any in any way, shape, or form. I'm uh, oh. excited to, to see what you do. You obviously still have uh, Asian Comedy Festival, I hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's like, you know, the biggest thing is trying to keep some of the momentum going throughout the year. I work on that with uh, with, uh, executive producer Yao King and Kate Moran and, you know, trying to like keep building it and keep it relevant and then like, you know, hit the runway for when it happens, you know, next uh, next year. Um, so yeah, we're still working on it for sure. That's awesome, man. Nice. That's awesome. So yeah. where can our uh, fans follow you and, and find your work? Yeah, so uh, my Instagram is at epopski e p o p s k i, um, and that's where I've been posting the stuff for the for the one you know one person solo show. Um, and then the Asian Comedy Fest is at Asian Comedy Fest awesome. uh, on Instagram and a bunch of the socials. But we really are most active on. Instagram because I don't get any of the other ones. I don't understand them very well. So <laughs> they I are feel scary. like I'm like I can yeah. post a picture and a caption. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's all. 
That's great. Uh, and you can always follow us on uh, Asian Not Asian uh, at Asian Not Asian Pod on Instagram, uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at Nice Pants Bro. And you can find me anywhere at Jenny Arimoto. Um, and uh, you know we have another Hack City coming. I believe it's September 9th is the next one. September 9th. It's uh, that's a Friday, 7:30 at Union Hall. Uh, it'll be me. Uh, it's my birthday. <gasps> yeah. Y'all. September 9th is your birthday. It's not my birthday that day. Oh, okay. But <laughs> it's my birthday month. So. I will probably buy myself some new loafers. And that's what you do when you get to my age and you go. <laughs> He's uh, a Virgo. <laughs> I'm saying it for all the astrology s- girlies out there. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, um, you know, thanks very much for hanging out with us. Uh, your Asian friends. Jenny, anything yes. else you want to say? No. Well, I like saying that we're your Asian friends. We we're are your Asian, Asian friends. friends. We love it. Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, you know what? Tell your stories, man. We want to hear about them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. until then, see you later. Bye. Bye.